Um, the powerful, we are doing by the, way, this, the powerful, which is a discussion of topic business business in the news and discussing both sides of the truth. Since the media likes to bring you one side, we like to discuss both sides so you can make the decision of what side you're going to take. Take it away, host of the show, JT Fox. Thank you. And you should see you froze for two seconds. We sound like uh, President Zuma when he was like from South Africa. In uh, in uh, Benini, 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 you know, he goes on for, for two minutes. He doesn't know that's how, that's how we sound. There's a beach joining us to the party. So, uh, all right, so let's go with our topic. And you guys, if you could participate, like, and share, whatever it is you come up with, uh, let's engage. Let's like, and, and uh, happy Canada's Day for all our Canadian friends. It'll be U.S. holiday on uh, Friday as well. So we will not be doing this one at this time on Friday because, uh, you know, Pack sometimes needs a day off, sometimes. Afternoon off. So what are the topics you got for me? Um, first topic we are going to talk about is a man in Brazil who is a pet store owner during uh, COVID. Um, pet store was able to stay open because it's considered an essential business. Um, however, this particular pet store owner took the opportunity to run a um, quote unquote, speakeasy or bar um, in the back of his pet shop where he was busted for having um, five people in the back of his pet shop consume, supposedly consuming alcohol for purchase. He's saying it was just some of his friends that were at the store. Um, maybe they were patrons, maybe they were friends. Should he be shut down and be being fined um, it doesn't disclose the amount, but says it's in the six figures for, you know, having alcohol in his pet store, or is it, you know, coronavirus, desperate times, let people do what they need to do. I get it. I get it. You're, 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 you're breaking up a little, you're, you're breaking up a little bit, but I get your point. Out of all the news in the world, you want me to talk about some little pet owner in Brazil where there's extreme poverty right now they got of course record number of coronavirus and they have the place called the falafelas or falafas or falafels or falafelas or whatever that place is where the police won't even go there because they're so terrified of everything so uh, the favela that's what it was i think that's what it is and so that's you're very close to wondering if the li yes it is and when you're like have a delay like uh, I, your topics are always very interesting. Um, I, I, I would have said, who cares, personally? Um, I, at this point, it's no different than that Texas lady who kept her hair salon open during the coronavirus to feed her kids. And at the end of the day, you know, the problem is that if everybody respects the law, then it could be better. But, and if they don't, then it gets worse as well. So if everyone does for themselves. So the problem is that no matter what, you have people wear masks, the people don't wear masks, the people who think that the mask is not patriotic. Some people say, oh, if, if, the, if my underwear can't stop my fart, how is it going to stop the virus? Like the dumbest things I see online. And I think it comes to a point when you look at it that as much as bad as the loss of life has been horrendous, over 500,000 people, the economic impact 
far outweighs the loss of lives, the loss of jobs, the loss of security. Um, people can't afford things. The rise in homelessness, the rise in food banks. Is that worth 500,000 lives? And every life is important. I get that. Um, but sometimes I would say this is, is a bit different. I'd say what we're going right now is a, is a war time. And it's war. And when I say war is sometimes people die in war. And, you know, and, and as, as tragic as every cost of life is, the greater good is survival. And, you know, so what? We've been shut down. What did that do? You know what I mean? That my, where I am in Chicago, obviously, things are going well in retrospect in terms of the virus, right? Because, you know, we were all quarantined, but now everyone's going to be outside. So what's going to happen? So this is, this is a different situation. This is wartime situation. And um, the cost of life. I mean, we know people in our organization who got the coronavirus. They're fine. You know what I mean? They're fine now. They've recovered. They're fine. So, so people are getting it. It's like, oh, my God, I got it but then they're fine. And yes, people are dying. But man, the way of life as we know it is just destroyed. And some people like 2008 will never recover. You have increase in suicides. And by the way, do you know 20,000 people a day die of hunger? No one seems to be talking about those people. So uh, uh, so brings up your point that in the end, it is what it is. I mean, it's just, I, I think so run the everyone speakeasy. is going to do what's in their best interest. So is that what you're saying? It's okay to run the speakeasy? What? You broke up because you have shitty Wi-Fi. I, I mean, listen, it's not right, but Brazil has a lot of poverty. So it's just, you know, what are you going to do? Like, that's the thing. Like, by the way, you know, I'm all in favor of the shutdown before the loss of life, because if this was a car company and they said, you know what, to recall all the cars is going to cost us $8 billion, but we'll settle for a billion. So we'll save 7 billion, right? The people would be outraged. Oh my God, how could you put a price of life on that? Okay. But I think the situation is different now that I see it. Now it's played out. The situation is like war, right? We're at war. You know, we're at war right now. Right. I mean, and, and a war, an economic war, a, a health war, a financial war. So it's sad. It's sad. Go away, well, virus. Go away. Well, what I would say is so. I don't think running the speakeasy and doing something illegal was essentially the right move because now he's going to lose his entire business for what he was fine where if he just focused on trying to keep, you know, the initial business open, now he's probably going to lose everything for doing something illegal. Yeah, well, some people do stupid things as we realized in the last couple of weeks. And okay. the problem with common sense, everybody, it's not as common as you and I think, you know? Okay, next topic. Which, Go ahead. Well, I don't know that you can relate to this one since you're always sitting in business class, um, but a United Ooh. Airlines executive um, has recently been firing back at credit as United Airlines has opened up their middle seat. So the middle, a lot of airlines were blocking middle seats. Air, uh, United has opened up its middle seat and saying that it has nothing to do with social distancing and health 
standards of why why airlines were blocking middle seats. It was a PR stunt because if you're sitting on the aisle, you're less than six feet from the person across the aisle, from the person at the window, from the person in front of you, from the person behind you. So what does it matter if you have someone sitting next to you as they have now unblocked their middle seats on their airline, which now they're taking on criticism from other people saying, you know, how could you do that? It's not safe. And they're basically saying it was never, that was never safe anyway. It was a PR stunt that all the airlines were doing to make you feel safe, but you actually weren't. Now in business class, you're a little bit more spread out. There's a little more distancing. You don't know about middle seats. Do you know, do you know what a middle seat is? Do I need to draw you a diagram? I did when I, when, 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 when DG booked me on Jetstar, uh, I'm very well aware of what a, uh, coach seat looks like one time uh, you know i think it's american airlines by the way not united but i think all no the it was american and then again united, my american started and united, united uh, well united's the one that's been in the press fighting american was the first to unblock the middle seats but united's the one that's being vocal about it wasn't safe wasn't blocking that middle seat i mean wasn't listen doing this anything for you the whole thing's a PR, it just goes to show, the whole thing's a PR stunt. Let me change the name of my company. Let me do this so it looks good. Let me do X, Y, Z. Everything's about PR and, you know, stopping people from wanting to boycott you on social media. From what I understand, someone said to me, if somebody has it, everybody in around close to is most likely probably exposed to it. And putting in a middle seat is not gonna make a difference because that's not six feet social distancing anyways. At the bottom line is the airline industry, as we know it, can be entirely wiped out. We've already seen it in Australia, when Virgin Australia, Thai Airlines now is bankrupt. Uh, a lot of airlines, and because they're just not flying. And at the end of the day, it's, it's starting to become survival. A lot of your stories today are about, the thing, it's kind of like a recurring theme, maybe it was not. It's like, we don't do anything. We're going to go broke. There's going to be no job. So we got to do what we got to do. And, and unfortunately, you know, like, look, okay, there's a boat, okay? You see that boat over there? Can you see? Okay. Mm -hmm. You see the boat? Yeah. Okay, that was a boat that was literally packed at this time of year, packed with people. Now, look, the, how, how does that boat make money? There's nobody downstairs and people upstairs. How does that boat make money? But do you think right? now on an airline, yes. If I'm, if it's an aisle in a window, you're still closer than six feet, but it makes someone feel better that there's an empty seat next to them. Well, right. That, like right now, would you want to, yeah. would you want to fly in coach or would well, let you, me ask you a question. Why are people, why are people flying in the first place? And by the way, it's some not people have to for work. Not take that. Some people a lot have of them to are for not, work right now. Yeah. Yeah, but a lot of people from one understand are going on a vacation. I'm going to Mexico. I'm going to Cabo. Uh, I'm going to go take a look at my friends. So, by the way, if you don't want the risk, then don't get on an airplane. So it's really that simple. The airplane, you know, according to some chart, I don't know if it's true or not, the risk of corona is a five. The highest is actually gyms and bars, uh, ironically enough. And funny enough, my gym's reopened. I was the only one there this morning at 5 a.m. I just walked by on the way to here. There was like two people. So even in my building, people have not really gone back. I mean, I, I, I just, like, we are in a good situation because I work my butt off. But how many people 
I mean, I, I'm looking over there. So let me show you this back. So the hotel in front of us, we've done an event there. Remember? Hyatt Regency, right there. Yep. Right? Yep. You see that? That is closed down. Okay. That is closed down. Um, and, and everything is, the Trump Hotel is closed down. Uh, all, every hotel, the Swiss Hotel is closed down. So you tell me this giant hotel, by the way, which is catering to a lot of conventions. How are they going to survive? Oh, here, the Sheraton. You see that, the Sheraton over there? Both those hotels, Lowe's and Sheraton, both are closed, okay? So you tell me, okay, these hotels are, are down for four months. Oh, these are massive hotels with massive staff and massive everything, right? You got nobody here. Usually the lakefront is full of people walking at this time. There, there's nothing happening. So, and so here's the thing. How are these businesses are going to bounce back? Right. And so that's my point in all of this, too, is like, you know, at some point, you know, may, you know, and everybody's like now Sweden's criticizing that maybe they should have shut down earlier. That was a new topic I saw this morning. They should have shut down. They would have shut down. And uh, and, uh, and people are investigating because they're saying economically they're still depressed because there's still people staying away. So I think it sucks all the way around. But I, I think. The point of the airline at this point, it's that or we go bankrupt, right? We have no more. We need as much revenue as possible. So here's the thing too. Fear, and by the way, I believe that if people don't feel uncomfortable, they can get on another plane if they want. Um, you know, at the end of the day, it's like, I know this sucks, but if we don't do this, there will be no airlines. So I, I get the security like, oh, look, it's safe. There's people here. You know, it doesn't mean that it's the appearance of steak. Let's talk about what it is. It doesn't make a difference. And by the way, between me and you, if there was a big difference, right, because the airlines are federally mandated, they would be like an executive order saying, hey, you have to do that by law. So, right? I mean, that because the airlines are managed by the FAA. So the fact that the FAA and the CDC, the CDC suggested it, but it's like, if it was a problem, there wouldn't be nobody sitting next to. Or they, 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 they reconfigure. I'm like an anti-mood of, I see that. let's just reopen. So. It's your topic, um, there. Well, speaking of bankruptcy, um, NPC, oh. NPC International um, owns more than 1,200 Pizza Huts and 400 Wendy's restaurants declared chapter 11 bankruptcy today and you know they're basically claiming that um part of this which i find interesting they're blaming on the brand that pizza hut and wendy's have declining um you know brand recognition and brand preference so declining sales due to declining brand value coupled with the um coronavirus cost of um you know, safety precautions that have to be implemented are costing them from around 750000 to a million dollars a month to implement in all their restaurants. So my question to you is, they're going bankrupt. Can they really blame it on, now they own all those franchises. Um, was it, is it really a result of the brand declining? Did they not diversify their franchise you know, holdings enough, or is it really, I bought something and now it's not valuable anymore. So bankruptcy it is. Do you think, or do you think they, they could have done could something also, better? It, it could, 
it could also be a, 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 a lawsuit play. It could also have been a lawsuit play, um, you know, for future litigation. I mean, the, the same argument right now is being said about Subway, right? So uh, they were supposed to come out uh, tomorrow with a uh, $10 two sub deals. And the uh, franchisers revolted because they're like, we can't make money with that. And in 2008, to get the customers back, because apparently, according to the restaurant, not as bad as it is nearly now, but the fast food industry suffered. And so they, they brought back the $5 sub, right? Which, $5 uh, foot long. Which, yeah. Uh, yeah, $5 foot long, stuff like that. And that brought the customers back. Um, you know, Burger King spent a lot of money. Um, Burger King spent a lot of money. Uh, which was uh, bought by 3G Capital and next with Warren Buffett on trying to refresh the brand and did a good job. I think when the founder Dave died, um, you know, obviously it, it, it's a it's a very competitive because you had new innovative places like Shake Shack, Five Guys, right? So there was an innovation there um, that really happened as well. And even McDonald's, sometimes they do well, sometimes they do. Everyone's constantly struggle to kind of set their mark in there. So. I, you know, obviously, listen, if it wasn't you think for the so, coronavirus, that's a little be. bit of a drawback, though, of being a franchise owner, because, right, so I don't, let's say we own a bunch of Pizza Hut and Wendy's, like, that's the franchise that I own. So if the overall company suffers from a brand, like, is it, if you own the franchises, the company is kind of going down or is falling in third, fourth, fifth, sixth place. Do you think there's anything you can do as a franchise owner individually to help your franchises? Or is it just you bet on the wrong, you know, you probably wrote it for a long time, but at the end of the day, you bet on the wrong horse. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't think you bet they've had this probably franchises for a very long time. And, you know, what happens is, I don't know. I, 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 it's like I talked to a client this morning who's in the linen business, right? Laundromat. And he was telling me 90% of his business was hotel business, uh, sorry, uh, airline business, right? Which is now gone. Now, if we sat here and say, worst case scenario, there's going to be a pandemic and airlines are not going to fly for four months. I said at 99.99%, it will never happen. I think the 0.1% happened. And, you know, I think there's something to be said after all this. Small and profitable small and profitable. And I think there's a, a big lesson for everyone here to be hedging in other products, other services. But, you know, I, I, you know, Pizza Hut, you know, had been going down. Domino's had to revamp. And also too, I mean, how many Wendy's ads do you really see? We used to see them all the time with Dave. Um, uh, I think- Well, they did say, uh, you know, for, with the onset of COVID that pizza, the Pizza Hut actually saw a little bit of a bump because delivery pizza was kind of like, a lot of the like right. Papa John's I know saw them, but it wasn't enough to offset the Wendy's and it wasn't off enough to offset the cost to put in place for safety and, you know, cleaning, I guess, procedures in the restaurants. Yeah. But also too, this is going to be used as an opportunity for a lot of people to renegotiate leases because they don't own, I don't think, I don't think they own the land. Because if they own the land, I don't think you do a bankruptcy because you have a lot of value. So a lot of times these lands are either owned by corporate like McDonald's uh, or they're renting out. So I don't know if you own the land. If you own the land, I don't think it makes that deal because it puts 
the, the land at stake, but let's say he doesn't own the land. You're going to go back to all your landlords and say, okay, we're paying $30,000 a month. We will give you $15,000, that or nothing. What else is going to go in that location? What other fast food? It's not happening. Right. Not uh, right it's now. It's not happening. So, so I think bankruptcy is going to be uh, used as a tool to get every bill down and it's going to be take it or leave it. Um, and in Sears' case, you know, with a lot of the, the mall situation, they were, they kind of had leverage because the malls were dying, right? So they could rework deals uh, as Amazon take over. Now you got, or I, I, I think 50% of the restaurants one year from today will not be there, right? One year from today. Uh, my, uh, Coach Ditka, who we know, uh, the restaurant, uh, the coach of the Bears and stuff like that, his restaurant just closed down. And they're like, they're just going to take a year, year and a half off, see what other location they have a year and a half and just get a better location at cheaper price. Um, you know, three people told me they were not going to renew their office lease uh, as well, that they're just going to be working from home or eventually weighing it out, find something better, see where the wind blows. So a lot of renegotiation is happening right now all over the place. So if we could rewind back, do you, you know, in the beginning of this, I was very stay open, herd immunity. If you die, you die in the words of um, I can't think of Dolph his name. Lundgren. Thank you. Dolph Lundgren. You were very Drago. no shut shut down, safety. Do you change your stance now? Uh, I do. I do. Because all this doesn't mean anything right now. Now, one argument could be ICUs and hospitals could have been overwhelmed and stuff like that. But this is summer. In a way, it's spreading because it's summer here tremendously. Because if it was winter, all these patios and bars most likely would be closed. But here's another thing. I think for mental health, thank God it's the summer. Now, you're lucky. You're in Florida. You got nice weather all around town. But, you know, the East Coast where they don't have – and the Midwest where they don't necessarily have nice weather uh, in the winter. Um, I think that would have been really, really bad. Um, I don't think we're going to shut down again, although I do see – very democratic states like New York shutting down again with tremendous opposition. Chicago, very democratic, then shutting up. But I don't well, think we, I mean, states. we didn't re shut down, but here they re they closed all the bars down here. Yeah. But the bar, the bars are the, are, are a big cause of the spread, right? Young. No, people I, no, I know, them. but I'm just saying they did. What happened is they closed a lot of bars down. And then as a result, a lot of restaurants have gone back to takeout only or very, very limited capacity because the restaurants are concerned that people are going to start coming to the restaurants, treating it as a bar because they can order drinks and because all the bars are shut down. So they didn't shut down restaurants, so I, I have, but I have a lot of restaurants to... are moving in that direction. I got one for you. So Caesars Casino had a worker, 53-year-old man, uh, Caesars Casino, uh, like a, 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 a porter who died. Uh, and now right away they're suing the, uh, they're suing the uh, Caesars. Um, like the family? Do you think? No, the, not the Caesars, uh, the Caesars Vegas Casino. 
is this no is i know big... i'm saying the family of the person that died is the civil suit against yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. correct yeah okay. civil suits against that so here's the thing too number one should companies be held liable if their people catch coronavirus while they're on the job so this is actually something i was talking about the other day and i i literally said it hasn't happened yet so there's no precedence and there's no case law and everyone is petrified from an employer standard because you don't know what what's going to happen and you know the argument is how do i know you caught it at work right you could have caught it at a restaurant outside of work you could have gone to another casino when you were off work like how do you this is so i think i'm looking at it it's hard, really hard to prove how are you going to trace it back to they caught it while they were at work and that it's the actual caesar's fault and not that that person did some like were they sanitizing how are they supposed to were they wearing a you know whatever precautions caesar's has put in place how do you prove that they weren't following those precautions um but the flip side of that this is exactly what i think every employer is scared shitless of because it's never happened before and unfortunately you don't know which way a jury's going to swing and you don't know too is caesar's just going to say i don't want to deal with this here's however much money to where now it's setting a precedence of companies will settle and this is where i think we're getting into really really risky territory because i think if people do see somebody passes away supposedly they caught it at work what you know where is the burden of proof going to lie you know where is that really going to fall because i think as long as work workplaces have the same right precautions in place they shouldn't be held liable but just cuz i feel they shouldn't be held liable doesn't mean that they won't be held liable cuz there's zero this is probably going to be the first case out there like this and it's going to be i think it's going to be very interesting and depending how I, how it all unravels it could really be opening up pandora's box well there you have it i 100% agree with you as well um and before I switch over, for those of you who are live here, as we're streaming this live on Facebook, if you want to go, uh, I'm going to be doing some live coaching on Instagram for a little bit. Uh, so if you have any questions to ask or you want to say something or you want me to coach you, that'll be Instagram, JT Fox Official. Also, if you don't have Millionaire Flicks, 51 of my courses, you want to think like me, earn like me, market like me, brand like me, sell like me, negotiate like me. You want to hear every coaching I've ever had. You want 51 of my courses, almost 5,000 hours of content. Go to millionaireflix.com. And if you're smart, you will upgrade to level two. And uh, every single week, Pack and I do some coaching. Uh, we coach you guaranteed to have answered your questions on Friday. We answer everything as well. Upgrade, stop hesitating. And we're running out of time for the last dance, JT Fox 2X last dance for my ability to coach you one-on-one -on -one before I stop doing it ever again as well. Success is not a matter of chance. It's a matter of choice. Leave us your comments. Please press the like button here also about what your thoughts are for those of you who are live on uh, Facebook. And Pac? Don't forget, nothing is more powerful than the truth. You know, so it's like, no.